Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. My name is Wendy Myers, and I'm a health and nutrition coach and a nutritional balancing practitioner. Today, Kate is not with us. She is gallivanting in the Hamptons this week. I'm sure doing very unhealthy things. She'll be back next week. Today, I am interviewing Tracy Coe, a whole health quantum nutrition coach, about damaged foods versus real foods. Damaged foods are foods that normally would be healthy but are not for many reasons, and we're going to be giving you the tips you need to make healthier choices and pitfalls to look out for, because when you eat damaged food, you have damaged health. So this is a really important show. It's a really, really good show, so I'm really looking forward to it. Please keep in mind that this program is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition. The Live to 110 podcast is solely informational in nature, so please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in any treatment I suggest on this show. And I have a little present for all you listeners. I wrote an ebook called The Live to 110 by Weighing Less eGuide. So if you go to my site, livedo110.com, it is available to download for free. So just look for the blog post about the free weight loss guide, or you can click weight loss in the post topics. It'll be right at the very top. And the e-guide is basically a 33-page basic weight loss e-guide filled with science-backed tips from the latest research all about diet and exercise and other tips from the latest research about uh, you know, the causes of cravings and how to conquer your cravings and how to reduce stress. Uh, stress reduction is very important weight loss. So you listeners go sign up to download it for free if you're interested in learning some basics on weight loss. And the free e-guide is absolutely gonna help you get started on the right path to lose weight. And it's a primer for my book, When Diet and Exercise Are Not Enough, Roadblocks to Weight Loss, which will be available in spring 2014. Um, This this free e-guide is the basics of weight loss. If that doesn't work for you, if diet and exercise are not working, then you need to get my next book, which talks about it's a step-by-step plan to help you figure out all of your roadblocks to weight loss and eliminate them. And now for today's show. Today I'm going to be talking with Tracy Coe about damaged foods versus real foods. Tracy is the founder of Body and Mind Co-Dynamics Pilates and Whole Health Nutrition Center advocating the Weston A. Price diet. And she is also a certified Pilates instructor whose studio is located in Manhattan Beach, California. And you can see her on her website. Go visit her at codynamics.com. It's C-O-E dash dynamics.com. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm good, Wendy. And how are you today? I'm great. Thanks for coming on the show again. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I I thought it was really important. I like that you suggested that we talk a little bit about damaged foods, because I think a lot of people are eating foods that they think are healthy, but they're actually damaged. So I think it's good that we're going to make some distinctions about uh, healthy versus not so healthy damaged foods. Yeah, I believe there's a lot of misinformation out there, and uh, one of my goals as a wellness consultant is, you know, to bring true education to people so they can make the best educated decisions for themselves and for their families. Absolutely. So why don't you get started a little bit and uh, tell us about yourself and the, the, you know, what you do and the health classes that you offer. Great. Um, well, I am a uh, wellness and um, quantum nutrition consultant, 
and my emphasis is on a nutrient-dense diet as well as cleansing the body so that it can start to uptake the nutrients that you are actually feeding it, so clearing the pathways. And my whole start of this has been for, it's been a very long journey, but my primary emphasis when, is when I came out of a hospital and got very sick and had to rebuild my, my life again after being in a hospital for two or three months um, after a, you know, just a very minor surgery. And started my journey to see, you know, what I felt was true wisdom and what was more innate about the body versus it just being fed um, medications or being fed uh, different elements that don't agree with the body or that are foreign to the body. And so I've come to find out that we have been designed to connect to nature and nature to support us and we're to support nature. And so that's where my emphasis is on, is educating people how they can support their bodies through nature. Yeah, I love that. I think it's so important. And, uh, you know, I, one thing I forgot to do was I forgot to mention the special offer that you're going to give to the listeners. Um, everyone, Tracy's going to make a special offer just for the Live to 110 podcast listeners. So if you go visit Tracy's website at co-dynamics.com or call... 310-798-7600 in Manhattan Beach, her studio there. Uh, just mention the Damage Foods versus Real Foods podcast and receive free admission to her next wellness workshop or a 10% off her Premier Greens mix that's really better than any multivitamin out there. It contains chlorophyll for detoxification and has more vitamin C and more calcium and more iron than comparative foods. So definitely go take advantage of that offer. So sorry, I wanted to get that out of the way before we go on our little adventure today about damaged foods. I thank you. Yeah. So uh, what causes normally healthy foods to be damaged? Well, it actually really all begins in the soil. And what that means is in today's society, our soils are have been pretty much depleted of its nutrients because we no longer practice sustainable farming and most of our farming is now the buzzword is industrial farming or commercialized farming so unless you are buying your foods from the actual farmer who tills the ground and is uh, composting their soil and turning their soils uh, the soils have been depleted of its nutrients that our bodies are supposed to be taking in from our foods. I, I love the building that's going on behind you. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm, it just started to get loud, of course. And um, this this concept is not new, though. It's actually started in, in 1936. A couple of doctors, Dr. Kerry Reams, Dr. Charles Northern, had stated in 1936 that a majority of America's health problems could be resolved by solving condition, the conditions and nutrients of the soil. And um, Max, Dr. Max Gerson, who is uh, well known in the, the wellness industry for his many years of contributions, also identified the depletion of soils to the increased rates of cancer. So for example, to put it in a little bit more layman terms, there's been a study done that showed that a, that a peach from the 1900s, one peach contains so much vitamin A, I don't have that particular amount, but from 1900 to 1950, in order to get the same amount of vitamin A from that one peach in 1900s, in 1950 you'd have to eat four of them. 
And then going into today, you'd actually have to eat 53 peaches to get the same amount of vitamin A you would get from one peach in the 1900s. That's how much our nutrients have been depleted it's in so our sad. soils. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not just talking about produce because the livestock is supposed to be living off the land. And they are now living off land that's also nutritionally depleted. And so what they're eating is what we're eating. Um, and most of them aren't even eating off land anymore. Um, and that's something I, I might go into a little bit later. So that's, I mean, everything just starts from the soil right there. And so quantum nutrition, the, the product line that I, for the most part, work with, works and is very aware of this and is make sure that their products, their food products, come from nutrient-dense soil. So you're getting the maximum amount of nutrients you can in your foods through their products. Um, another way that normally healthy foods are being damaged is through crops are being sprayed. They're being sprayed, our food crops are being sprayed with over three dozen chemicals. And um, the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, lists organophosphates, which is another word for pesticides, as highly acute and toxic to bees, to wildlife, and to humans. Um, there's been studies on, their, on adverse effects to pesticides uh, ranging from ADHD to headaches to confusion, um, depression, so on and so forth. So that's another way what normally healthy foods we think we might be eating are being damaged is through pesticides. And so it's, it's important to be knowing where your foods are coming from. Talk to the farmers that you are getting your produce from. And if you're buying in stores, get the highest organics that you can. The issue is, uh, again, is the nutrient-dense soils again. Even if you're buying organic soils, it doesn't mean your nutrient contents are still up to that high limit. So um, as a result, it's become more of a priority that we do need to supplement our food tables with superfoods, we'll say. Foods that are high in content and high in nutrients. Um, a little bit about pesticides, which I find is interesting. The, the reason why pesticides come along is because to kill the bugs. Well, the bugs actually have a natural place in our environment. Bugs are supposed to eat plants that are sick and are dying. So that's the, by nature, that's what they're supposed to be doing. So a couple of things when I say that is if our foods actually had all the nutrients intact, bugs would not be attacking them. Yes, yeah. that's a very good point. My uncle was actually... He was a kind of a hippie, and he was trying to break the world record for the biggest, tallest tomato plants. Yes. <laughs> and so he was a huge, huge farmer and composter and this and that. So his tomato plants got about 18 feet high, but the the record was like 30 feet high, so he was bummed. But he, he never quite made it. But um, that's what thing he said is when the plants are really healthy, the bugs don't attack it. So you right. have to have a healthy host, and... You don't have as much. It's not always perfect, but um, for sure. the most part, yeah. If your your food's really healthy and nutrient dense, uh, can't get it. The bugs can't exactly. eat them. Exactly. Um, you know, and the other thing is, if if they are having to spray 
they, the industries, are having to spray pesticides. In actuality, what you're eating are foods that are sick and dying. So how could they have all the nutrients that your body needs um, to actually be uptaken into your own body? And then, unfortunately, a more um, timely thing that we're working with right now that's becoming more and more prevalent, and I think more and more noticed, is genetically engineered foods. Um, I know it's been around for a while, but now today, over 85% of crops are genetically engineered. And for those who don't know yet what genetically engineered is, it's a means of in inserting genes into species. And what's happening in our farming industry is there are genes that actually have chemicals, pesticides in them that are being inserted into food crops so that when the food is actually growing, it's growing with the pesticide in it to ward off the bugs. And, um, you know, we're in the process, uh, we already passed in California, we, we were unable to pass the bill to label genetically ear, uh, engineered foods, but in now, right now in the state of Washington, they're working on getting on the ballot there that when they go to the grocery store, they get an option to know whether or not the food they're buying has been genetically engineered or not. And Whole Foods has really stepped up to the plate and is requiring the vendors by a certain year, I think within the next two or three years, that the vendors that they bring into their, their stores have must label their foods if it's been genetically engineered. I think it's 2018. They're giving it's, them five years, five years oh, to do that. Thank you. Thank you. So those are unfortunately some um, ways that what, what should be healthy foods are currently being damaged. Um, beyond that, which I'll talk a little bit later and some of the other questions you're going to address is after we go from the crops, what is happening to the food from the land to the, to the food industry? Uh, there's all forms of ways foods can be damaged, including pasteurization, hydrogenation, homogenization. These are all really big words. Extrusion. I'll go over a few of the definitions. Fortified. Um, are some big, big words that we'll talk about. And then also what happens in our kitchen. Are we cooking our foods to death, literally? Um, are there being warmed up in our microwave that um, not only gives off radiation, but also gives off electromagnetic um, energy? Uh, are we peeling the skins that actually contain the nutrients that's within that food? So these are just some other ways that um, I hopefully will be addressing deeper as we go into some questions and how we can help people really get healthy, real foods into their diet. So what are some of the foods that many people think are healthy, but in fact are not because they're damaged in various ways? Okay. Or, or should be healthy, I'll say, because there's a couple of uh, definitely some foods on here that I have. I, and I, I want to start off with water. I know that sounds kind of funny. Water is a beverage. and but That's a big one. It's a very confusing topic. A lot of people just, they don't, there's so many options and so much marketing, it's hard to know what to, what to buy. So why don't you clarify that for us? Sure. I'll talk a little bit about that. Well, a healthy body, and the reason why I'm starting off with this is because it's basically a healthy body is supposed to be 70 to 80% of water. And for those who are typically dehydrated means they don't have that amount of water in them. Um, in 1987, Tom Brokaw, if anybody remembers him, 
at that time indicated again, there's no more clean water in America. There's traces of chemicals, there's traces of other people's medicines, fluorides, uh, chlorine, and heavy metals in these waters. So, you know, what do we do? You know, we go out and buy a Brita filter or we put on, we go out and buy some other kind of filter that taps onto our sink, uh, which are a step towards the right direction. Um, unfortunately, most of the filters out there don't even come close to taking out drug residues um, and chemicals, and especially fluoride. There's no filter out there outside of a outside of a reverse osmosis system that does not take fluoride out of your water. And fluoride, for those who aren't aware, has never been tested for its effectiveness in terms of bettering the body. It's never been tested to do that. It's actually been shown to be not effective. And in addition, even worse, has had effects of neurotoxicity, uh, creates imbalances in the body's pH, which is really important for your whole body, for your whole health being. It's one of your main foundations. It also causes changes in your bone density. So to keep it really limited, because there's so much more we're going to cover, um, your best recommendation for getting good water, hydrating water in your body, is to get a reverse osmosis system, which takes out all the bad, including the fluoride, but also takes out all the minerals as well. So what you do to re-add minerals is by re-adding some natural air-dried salt to your water which provides a slew of minerals and electrolytes. Um, so that's just one. Um, so let's talk a little bit about bread and grains and granola and cereals. I'm just going to kind of package them into one. So many of us think, okay, all right, so if the Wonder Bread is not healthy, then I'll try a wheat bread, right? Your whole grains are so healthy. Grain, right? <laughs> So uh, brain, uh, grains and bread, they've, they've actually been eaten for centuries, uh, back before Christ's time. And in short, but what has, what has happened, right? Today we have all these gluten intolerances and, and IBS and so many digestive issues going on in today's society. How come today and not back then? Well, there's a few reasons why. In the pre-industry times, in the pre-industrialization times, they took great care in preparing their grains and by doing so, by soaking and fermenting, which is what my upcoming class is going to be on September 28th, is about soaking and fermenting foods to get more nutrients in your body. The reason why they did this is because naturally grains have what's um, called phytic acids in them. And it's a substance that actually blocks mineral absorption. So if the phytic acid is not soaked off these foods, then you're eating foods and you're not able to absorb the nutrients, the minerals that's coming with them. The other reason why they would soak and ferment their grains is it would actually also neutralize enzyme inhibitors. And enzymes, we need enzymes to actually digest our food. Our bodies, as a reserve, only have so much. We're supposed to be getting our enzymes through our food. And if the grains are not soaked, it has what's 
what blocks the enzymes from doing their work. But once you soak them, you take those blockers off and you're now getting enzymes in your food as long as it's raw or fermented or soaked. Uh, the other reason why the pre-industry would soak and ferment their foods is that they would actually get more nutrients out of their foods, uh, especially in the B vitamins. So what's happened between the pre-industry times and today? Well, for example, our grains are, first of all, they're planted in deficient soils, which you've already talked about. Then they're sprayed with a lot of chemicals, which we've also discussed. Both of these wreak havoc on our liver. Then they're stored in vats, which could um, be infested with mold. That addresses that, sparks your immune system to go into attack. And then after that, the ingredients are processed, put together. They're baked at 350 degrees or higher. And your digestive system has no idea how to break this down. And so it's left in your stomach rotting which basically produces an environment to pick up parasites and bacteria and fungus. Doesn't sound too healthy, does it? No. I, and now also on the processing, it uh, it picks up aluminum and other heavy metals and toxic forms of iron. I think uh, white flour is one of the main toxic, uh, one of the main sources of toxic forms of iron too. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, um, back when they started to um, discover that people weren't getting enough iron from the wheat anymore because of all the processing it went through, they started to enrich the white bread with a synthetic iron. Okay, they call it rock iron. And so when you go out and you buy your flour and it says enriched flour, that's what you're buying. You're buying iron, uh, buying flour that's been um, infused with synthetic iron. Well, instead of increasing the iron in your body because it's synthetic your body does not know what to do with it it has um, it actually attacks your liver so the liver function decreases uh, males have suffered from impotence uh, with this it accelerates aging um, and of the brain it decreases your inability of the brain to continually to function and memory and things of that nature and it puts a lot of stress on your immune system i know i'm detoxing iron right now and ooh, it's nasty i'm doing an infrared sauna and my nutritional balancing detox program and you know the iron is stored in the liver it builds up in the liver and you have to detox it and it really makes you angry when it's coming out it's uh not fun can be yeah definitely attacking on the body yeah and then Within the same realm, because I want to cover this too, is, is breakfast cereals. Uh, and the main reason why I want to cover it is it costs a lot of money to buy cereal out there. And, <laughs> and you're feeding your body no good food. It's, it's actually it's not even zero calorie foods. It's, it's negative uh, calorie foods because it really is damaging to the body. Um, and as so many people think it's healthy. They think they're eating a cereal and it's super healthy. And oh. Especially for when you're buying organic, right? You think, well, it says organic, so it should be healthy for me. It may have started off as healthy, but what happens is these, these boxed breakfast cereals, there was an unpublished study that showed that they go, the cereals go through what's a process called extrusion. And what it's doing is it's taking these grains and putting them under very high pressure and high heat. That changes the molecule structure of the actual food, of what it was originally created to do. Now it's become some kind of garbage, so to speak. 
And that's what create those little shapes, like the O's or the, the rabbits or whatever. Absolutely, and binds them together. This has puts a heavy load on the nervous system, these, um, these breakfast cereals, even, and like I said, even the organic ones. And so really, the, the modern-day breakfast cereals are a bad deal all the way around. They're very costly in terms of actual dollars being spent in your food, and they're super unhealthy for your body. They're very taxing on the body. You're much better, just much, much better eating an egg from a pasture-raised chicken and some bacon from a pasture-raised hog. So I do every Sunday. Yes, that's awesome. Or soaking some oats and making yourself a porridge. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are a few. I don't know if you want to touch on um, much more. Do you want to touch about protein powders? Absolutely, because I think a lot of people are taking protein powders thinking they're healthy. So, yeah, definitely. Let's, let's go over that. And they can be. Again, yeah. it's all about from point A to point Z, what's happening to this protein powder. And um, protein powders are meant to be a, a supplement of protein and nutrients for your body. The issue comes in is, is really learning, is this a high-quality protein powder? Back in um, 1999, uh, Jana did a uh, reported a study on randomly selected nutritional products, and they discovered that are on the market. They discovered over 97 percent, close to 98 percent of nutritional products on the market were either non-effective or toxic. That leaves two and a half percent. And so protein powders is one of those. So for example, let's say you're buying a protein powder that contains egg and whey. Well, then you're dealing with residues if they're not pasteurized eggs and if they're from, you know, whey, which comes from milk, if it's not from a cow that's been properly raised on the pasture, that's not been induced with antibiotics and so forth. So then you're taking in residues of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides all at the same time. And let's say you've opted out for the egg and whey and you're taking soy. Well, there's already a numerous uh, studies of how soy is damaging to your body when not properly eaten, which is minimal, as well as being fermented and cultured. Uh, soy is not meant to be a primary main meal diet. It's not meant to be eaten as a processed food. Very yeah. damaging. When I was vegetarian, I ate a ton of soy. I totally damaged my thyroid with it. And people don't realize how many anti-nutrients. It's such an unhealthy food to eat. Yes, yes. And I, I did as well. I was in that, that mainstream at that time. Oh, what's the healthy food? Listening to the marketing, of course, you know. Well, on top of that, 85% of the crops, of soy crops, are genetically engineered, which we already talked about the damaging effects on that. Um, in addition, soy that's not soaked, they contain, well, soy in itself, in general, if it's not uh, made as a fermented food, has phytoestrogens, and that's where we're talking about the hormones. So it really disrupts hormone balance for men and women. So then, okay, you, okay, well, I'm not going to eat soy protein. I'm not going to eat protein powder that has egg and whey in it. I'm going to opt for brown rice and hemp. Again, was it, was it prepared where it's soaked and fermented to take out the phytates, to take out the indigestibles? Um, 
and even if they were, now what, what else remains in your protein powder? Are there natural flavors, which is a strong indicator of MSG, which is a neurotoxin? Um, are there synthetic vitamins that have been added to enrich your protein powder, which truly don't nourish the cells, again, because in the cells, they, there's no communication between a synthetic um, vitamin and the cells. And so what's happening is your body starts to treat it as a foreign agent, a foreign agent, doesn't know what to do with it, tries to expel it, and so your immune system's been hyperactivated, and your aging has also been hyperactivated. Um, I pulled up a, um, an example of some ingredients from a shake, isoline, isoline shake, it's an isogenetic shake, and I, there was like over 48 uh, ingredients Ugh, listed on this shake and even there was a show uh, it's called Friday Science and it says if you're and they, one of the things that they say is if your food product contains more than five ingredients it's no longer food yeah yeah I think that's Michael Pollan he right. was famous for saying that. <laughs> it, was, it was quite interesting so again it's really important to learn where your product came from and where has it gone in the process so what is like so so you don't do you are you saying you don't like whey protein powder? Oh, I I love I actually take whey protein powder every day. Um, so you just want to be again, careful which kind that right, you want exactly. to be grass fed. So, again, Quantum Nutrition, the company I primarily work with because I am I'm very confident in their products. We can test their products with a, a kinesiological test to test whether a product is strong or weak. Uh, their products test very strong as well as they, they follow their products all the way from the source, all the way through the shipping, the containage, and the shipping. So they know their products from A to Z. They know what's happening to it. So not only, not only is it starting off as a super food source, it continues to maintain a superfood source until it gets into your body, and your body starts uptaking the nutrients itself. Yeah, I'm very impressed with that line. I think it's a, a it's um, I think it's an amazing line. It's a very, very well made and well uh, designed, and everything. It's fantastic. Yeah, many of the things they pride on, but one of the things is is they are beyond organic. Again, just eating organic doesn't mean you're getting all the nutrients you need. They really work towards creating um, nutrients that speak to one another. So it's above and beyond the sums of just eating individual products. So it's, it's, it's Premier by Quantum Labs? It's Quantum Nutrition Labs. They also go by Premier Research Labs. Okay, okay. Um, and the other thing that they're very uh, well known for is they're completely non-toxic, non-additive. There's no synthetics. There's no added binders. There's no added toxins. All the way through the processing, all the way through the packaging, they've even... Um, their bottles have been um, trademarked as well. So, and pat excuse me, patented, not trademarked. But the bottles that they use to prevent light from going in and making them go rancid have been um, patented for that process. Well, you mentioned uh, salts, about how salts can be damaged. I think that's a really important one because everyone uses salts every day and many don't realize the health issues that they can have by using the wrong salt. Why don't we talk about that a little bit? Sure. Well, the one most important thing is is the body actually needs salt. 
and I know people are very scared, you know, high blood pressures, um, cholesterol issues, so on and so forth, but it's actually, our bodies do need salt, and there has been a lot of studies that have shown that people have had more problems with, um, with bone fractures, with blood sugars, and so forth that have been depleted of salt. So why does our body need salt? Well, it needs it to create what's called HCL or hydrochloric acid, which is supposed to be in our stomach and is supposed to be our first basic defense or antibiotic against uh, foreign agents such as bacteria and parasites that get entered through our food. They're supposed to be attacked by HCL. If you don't have the proper salts going into your body as a child, your body runs out of its own hydrochloric acid. And so it's important that we replenish that. Uh, another reason why our body needs salt is to facilitate digestion and co a cooling process to move the foods into your small intestines. Salt brings us electrolytes to help nourish and rehydrate our bodies. Salts also, again, they have a slew of trace minerals that we can't get from many of our foods. So saying all this, it also actually supports the, the kidneys, which is a huge, important part of the body, right? So saying all this, salts are not created equal. There are salts that are very health damaging, and there are salts that are very truly nourishing to the body. So for example, salts are made up of sodium, of a sodium and chloride bond. Your table salt, your Morton salt, your white salt, number one, it's bleached. So salt is not naturally white. So if you're eating white salt right there and then, you already know you're eating a toxic element or a destroyed element through some um, form of processing. But also, most of the table salts or all of the table salts that are out there on the market are heated at temperatures between 1,100 and 1,300 degrees. Wow. And so what's, what's happening with the chemistry is that chloride and sodium bond, naturally they're supposed to break apart and work separately in your body. But being that they've been heated, they've probably been completely destroyed, but also that bond's not able to break apart anymore. And it's basically your body treats it as an indigestible product for an agent, a toxic agent in your body. Again, it sparks your immune system. It does not create health. Yeah, and that's the toxin that's responsible for high blood pressure. When your doctor tells you not to eat salt, exactly. that's the salt. Sea salt does not raise high blood pressure because it works with your body. Because it the bond breaks apart and the chloride is used to create that hydrochloric acid and then the sodium is used to make it a cooling, to create a cooling agent so that when the, the digesting products go from your stomach to the small intestines, the small intestines can actually absorb the nutrients that you just ate. So when you have salt in your body um, that's been highly heated, your body's not able to absorb even the nutrients that you're trying to put into it. So I'm sure everyone's really happy to hear they can eat plenty of salt, plenty of sea salt. But aren't yep. some sea salts bad because some sea salts are bleached also? Again, yes, you have to know where your product is coming from and what process it's going through. So. Um, it could be land salt or it could be sea salt. The important parts is that it doesn't go through a chemical processing and it has not been heated at, a, at high temperature, temperatures. So a lot of times I say air dried. You also need to make sure that it is actually dried because if not, it can create mold. 
Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, some sea salts are they're naturally white, but I think there's a lot of sea salts that you can kind of tell by the price point, too, that if it's real cheap sea salt, it may very well have been bleached. So, well, yeah, the, 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 the chemical, the ones that are been put through a process, the white salts have been through a process, have, are really kind of clear and almost crystally. Uh, salts that are white, that are natural, you'll, you'll see some kind of grainy, you know, you'll see other colors in there, not just all white. Yeah, yeah. See, it'll almost look like maybe like a dirt residue, so to speak. Yeah, and I think it's good to stick to colored salt and you're, you're safe. Yeah. You're safe. Yeah, absolutely. You're guaranteed. And, you know, and, and again, just to mention um, the, the products that I'm, I am mentioning, I know you said the greens, um, a 10% off the greens product in the beginning of the promotional. I'm actually offering 10% off any of the products that I even mention in the real and damaged foods, including salt, including whey protein, um, and the greens. So oh, just put that out there. And what about coconut oil? A lot of people are really getting into coconut oil and cooking with it these days. And you see big jars of it at you know, your, your membership clubs like Costco. What are some of the issues that people should really be aware of in regards to coconut oil? Okay, so I'll keep I'll keep this brief, but again, it's the same thing. A buyers, you must be educated. You must be informed of your sources. And yes, coconut oil is another one of those really healthy foods that can be that is being damaged out there as it's being marketed more and more because it's becoming more of a profitable form a of food unfortunately and so coconut oil is not created equal just for for example and I and I have tested um, coconut oil even from Whole Foods um, but for example a lot of the coconut oils out there are being um, their solvents that are being used to extract the oil from the coconut. And solvent's just a form of processing the food, okay? An industrial form of processing. Also, a lot of the original sources of cocoa oil are, are made from what's called copra, C-O-P-R-A. And really what that is, it's dried meat of the coconut that, that's been left open to dry, which allows mold growth and insect contact on it. Yum which turns the meat brown. So when you buy coconut oil, you're not buying brown coconut oil, are you? You're buying white, right? Well, in order to get it back to white, it has to go through a bleaching process and a deodorization process. So these are just added chemicals to your coconut oil. Now let's say the, the company that you are buying from actually um, doesn't use these forms of processing. It's it's a pure way of extracting the oil. They they make sure it comes from young Thai coke, you know, the proper coconuts. Uh, but then they're putting it into a glass container that is clear. Well, what's happening at that point? It's allowing light radiating it, causing it to go rancid while it's sitting on the shelf. Yeah, I know. You think you're buying a glass bottle, then that's gonna be that's gonna be better than the plastic. But a lot of times it's not. And so there again is just one element on how far Quantum Nutrition Labs goes with their products is they went out and created a, a container, a bottle, patented it. It's a violite bottle which prevents light from causing products to go rancid or to decrease, decrease their nutrient content so that the products themselves, once they're bottled, they are containing the nutrient content that they came out from. 
So what should a consumer be looking for? Should they be looking for organic, extra virgin, or can they still be experiencing these um, you know, poor production issues on products that are labeled organic like that? I would say yes, start looking for that, but also start contacting the, um, the producers of it, the manufacturers, and, and question them about their products and how it's processed. Um, and this could be a tedious, tedious process, right? You're trying to, you don't have time to be able to be calling people. I would, my other thought line is get to a health practitioner, a wellness practitioner that you can trust. And because I don't know about you, but I have a financial investor that I can trust with my money because I don't have time to look at the market, see what's going up and down. So I say, here you go. <laughs> you take care of it. Yeah. And I get my monthly statements. And, you know, that's money, right? If we don't have health, we don't have anything. We don't have money, we don't have anything. So, you know, if you don't have the time to invest, to really look and see what you're getting in your body, what you're trying to buy, is get hooked up with a wellness practitioner that you can trust and look to them as a partner. Yeah. And use them as a partner. But, yeah, some of the things you did indicate by going in through, you know, your stores is, you know, cold-pressed, extraversion, not in a clear container. Okay. And, and what about grapes? I think a lot of people, they, they're drinking wine and they're eating fruit, the grapes, thinking that's really healthy. What are some of the pitfalls that someone could be facing with when they're buying their grapes? Okay. Well, grapes are actually, um, are very, are actually a very powerful, are supposed to be a very powerful antioxidant. And um, high in reservatrol, so it's it's great. It's a great anti-cancer uh, food. The unfortunate part is grapes in the U.S. are the most highly pesticided crop. So literally, by drinking a, a non-organic glass of wine is like drinking a straight glass of pesticides. I have drank a lot of pesticides in my day. <laughs> I don't I barely drink anymore, but I And used to. what it's what scary. you know to go for what does this do? This directly destroys your thyroid. Your thyroid acts like a garbage can. Yeah. It's it, it takes up toxins, but it's also supposed to be able to release the toxins. And it's almost like a sink get, that gets plugged up, right? Mm-hmm. If the sink never drains, what happens? It back flushes, right? And that's what happens with the thyroid is if it's if it's getting filled up with all these toxins and the toxins are filling up more than what they can be released, it backs up on you. It also affects your liver, um, hence fatty liver happens. Again, the toxins get um, uh, mudded up inside the liver. So if you're going to drink wine, and I enjoy my wine, uh, be looking out for the biodynamic farming. Uh, be looking out for organic farming. And, and most of the um, wines in Europe, are are pesticide free not all of them but most of them yeah they're much more uh much Pure more uh, they're fanatics about the quality of their food so they don't they don't have to worry about gmos and all those other kinds of problems that we have on our food supply here in the u.s so the french exactly. wines thumbs up exactly as a matter of fact i think it's up to now 64 countries not the U.S. being one of them but up to there's now 64 countries that either ban genetically engineered foods or um, require them to be labeled, yeah. but the U.S. doesn't. Of course, that's why that's what we're here for—to tell everyone to be aware of your food. 
So yeah, so those you know those are some foods that um, that are supposed to be and can be very health oriented for our bodies, but also can be very damaging. Well, let's go into ketchup. That's you know ketchup's the most popular food in the world. So I really like that that you decided to touch on that in today's show because a lot of people eat ketchup. So. As well as me, and that's why I wanted to touch on it. <laughs> I think I grew up on ketchup as a child, actually. <laughs> it's one of the main, people's main vegetables. That they it eat. is, right? Exactly. So you think it used to be, it used to actually be created with tomatoes that were nutrient-dense because it came from soils. They had the nutrients in them. Well, you know, there's over a half a billion bottles sold annually in the U.S. alone. And... It's definitely one of the leading examples how healthy food can no longer is can be a negative food to the body. In in tradition, when it was made, it was made again from a tomato that had its nutrients intact, and they were cultured. The food was actually fermented and cultured, so it had live enzymes in it, which means it could digest in your body. Um, it was fermented with a lactic acid, a friendly bacteria, which basically. Our friendly bacteria is supposed to be 85% and the, the bad bacteria in our body is supposed to be 15%. So the good bacteria can kind of win over the bad. Well, today's ketchup is pretty much made from a commercial tomato or industrialized tomato and probably a genetically engineered crop. So it no, not only does it no longer contain the nutrients it's supposed to have, it's got a bunch of chemicals in it already starting from the get-go. Then it's further treated with chemicals, both in and the outside. It's sprayed around, it's processed, and then it's, uh, it's pasteurized so that it could stay in a bottle for a shelf life and stay on. So there's more chemical, there's more processing, there's more preservation, and then you add the, the, syrup, the, the sugar onto it, which is corn syrup. And corn is one of those crops that are about 85% engineered. Then you add some artificial coloring and you add some additives, and now you got your ketchup. Um, my French fries, my trans fat fries. The good news, it's really easy to make. I had to find how to make it because I love my ketchup. (laughs) So it's very easy to make. And if you are naturally fermenting it, again, my class September 28th will have recipes and taste testings. Uh, When it's naturally fermented, it actually stays for a while uh, within your fridge, like two months. Yeah, I actually heard there's a there's a brand called Rejuvenate Foods. I know they sell it locally here in Los Angeles, but they make a fermented ketchup. I think okay. it's kind of interesting. I've never tried it. I'm too scared. <laughs> and plus, it's like ten dollars. It's expensive. Oh wow! Yeah, see, yeah. It's not that costly to make it in your kitchen. It's actually really cheap and really easy and fast, and it tastes awesome. And it provides you a bunch of nutrients. So come to the class on September 28th. And what about sugar? Um, Sugar is obviously one of those foods a lot of people are eating every day, damaging our health. Um, Are there some differences between, um, you know, sugars that could possibly be healthy and sugars that are damaged? Okay. Well, most of us probably, even though if we eat it, most of us really know that sugar is not good for the body, right? Which is true, but it also... I'll put a little twist on this, is real sugar is actually essential essential for life. In other words, we need it to live. Isn't that funny, huh? Now, I'll give you the catch in a moment, so don't get too excited. Um, the body, why does the body require sugar? It requires it as an energy of fuel or fuel to run um, our basic body functions, including breathing, circulation, 
uh, for the brain and just for regular daily and athletic activity. So it is used as a fuel. The catch is the body only needs about two teaspoons per day. Now, if you're one of those people that are still drinking a can of Coke, which I would, if you're going to drink a can of Coke, drink Coke and not Diet Coke, because at least you're getting some real sugar, I think, <laughs> these days. But one 12-ounce can of Coke is equivalent to about 10 teaspoons of sugar. So that's equal to what? Five days of sugar. Oh. With just in one, cup, one can of Coke. So what, you know... Um, you know, if you're going to be eating sugar, your best form of a, to punch that sweet tooth is organic fruit and honey that has not only been not completely heated, honey that's not just labeled raw, but that has never been heated or processed because honey is very sensitive and any form of heat actually transfers that sugar to a bad sugar, any form of heat. And it it creates more of a bad sugar in your body than it would be a good sugar. Um, dates, pure dates are good, and um, there's been coconut sugar out there too, but I'd be careful on on that as well. But honey, dates, and and fruit. Yeah, I've heard people really, really like date sugar. Like some people that don't tolerate, you know, organic sugar very well can tolerate the date sugar for whatever exactly. reason. Exactly, yep, mm-hmm. And so that, that was really, really interesting. Um, I just, uh, I think that's really important to give the listeners these tips about these different foods because uh, it's just, there's so many like pitfalls that you can fall into with regards to uh, eating foods that you think are healthy when they're really not. So, you know, thank you so much for spending this hour with us and the listeners. And, my, you know, my only hope is to educate people on their health so that people can live a long, healthy, disease-free life. But Exactly. You know, remember the time to be thinking about your health is while you're still enjoying it, not waiting until you get sick. So thank you so much for, you know, being on the show. And again, listeners, Tracy's making a really special offer only for Live to 110 podcast listeners. So go visit Tracy's website at coe-dynamics.com or call her at 310 310- Seven nine eight seven six zero zero, and mention the Damaged Foods versus Real Foods podcast, and receive free admission to her next wellness workshop, or ten percent off any of the products that she's mentioned on the show today, like the Premier Greens mix and coconut oils and the whey protein powder. And um, well, thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you, Wendy. It's been a pleasure. Again, it's it's my fulfillment to be able to help educate people and help them make more educated decisions so that they can live a life that's full of joy and passion and not aches and pains. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. It has been an honor spending this hour with you listeners. Hopefully this show moves you one step closer to abundant health. And remember, the time to be thinking about your health is while you're, you're still enjoying it, not waiting until you get sick. So thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast. You can go check out my website at livetoone110.com. You can find me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Twitter at I Will Live to 110, Instagram at Live to 110, and YouTube at Wendy Live to 110. So go check out all those things, those resources. You can find all kinds of info about what I'm up to. Thank you for listening.